couple of quick announcements. The children's ministry is continuing their coat drive for the month, and they're doing awesome collecting uh, some really warm clothes for those in need, and that all goes to our clothes closet. And you may be sitting here saying, well, I'm not a child. Catherine, everybody all ages can donate clothes to our clothes closet. Is that right? And it's a great month to clean out your closets and do that. Um, our youth confirmation class starts tonight at 5 o'clock. Um, so if you have a youth, send them our way. We're going to have food. We're going to have a lot of fun. I want you to notice the flowers uh, at the altar. Those are in honor of Mary Hughes Bar. I'm, I'm sorry, Marion Hughes Bar. That service was yesterday, and it was a beautiful service. Um, if you don't know, that family has a very strong connection here uh, in history with this church. Um, so if you know them, send them a message. Let them know that you are praying for them. Uh, and you may have joined us this uh, today. Just a little bit ago, we had our new Sunday school class up in the gathering room. Um, it's called Dream Big. But if you miss today, you're still welcome to join us next week. You'll have a blast. We have a lot of uh, snack food up there, and we just have a great time uh, talking. And lastly, as I'm walking in uh, to, the, to the sanctuary, um, our choir member, David Wooten, stopped me. He wanted me to let you know that um, he's the new um, drama teacher at Gad City High School. They're going to be putting on Cinderella uh, in May. And if you have a student that would like to audition, please see him and let and, uh let him know that you want to be in Cinderella. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come here together and worship with our church family. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. I'm glad to see you here. I want to welcome you. Um, Pastor Andy's already welcomed you. I want to add my welcome to his. Say how glad I am to see you. Welcome you if you're watching, uh, watching and worshiping with us online. And we're glad to be able to, to worship God together today. Our children are about to go to Children's Church. Miss Catherine has something exciting in store for them. So if you will make your way down here with Miss Catherine. To my left and to your right, here we go. Yeah. And so in the meantime, what we're going to do is take advantage of this opportunity to give of ourselves. As always, we thank you for, and as always, we need your support to carry on the ministries here at Gaston First United Methodist Church. And we do a lot of things. Thank you for your generous support. You can give online. I want to remind you to download our church app if you haven't already done that. And uh, that's a great way to keep up with how things are going around here, and you can give through that way as well. Um, will you bow with me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Oh, Lord, we ask that you would bless those who are giving of themselves, who are giving of their tithes and offerings to you, and that you would take what we give and that you would bless it and multiply it and use it for your kingdom's glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you. Please be seated. As we come to a time when we share our joys and concerns, let me say what a joy it is to be able to worship with you. What a beautiful place we have to worship together and, and how beautiful the music is and how inspiring. And seeing you here today is inspiring because I know that it's not easy sometimes to, to get here. When, when you have to go out and show, uh, shovel the snow off the driveway and you know how all those things we have to do. Um, but I'm glad that you're here. That is, that is a joy to be able to worship with you today. If you have a prayer need, I want to invite you to share that. We have uh, a prayer team that prays over our, our prayer concerns. We pray every week when we have our staff meeting. We pray for you and we pray for each other. You have prayer uh, concern cards that you can find in the backs of the pews and, and at the two entrances we have here. You can email those prayers to us at fumc at fumcgatson.org. You can go uh, and, and put that in the comments. We will, we will take your prayer request that way if you're worshiping live stream with us today. Or you can just jot something down, hand it to Pastor Andy or to me or to Sheila or to Miss Susan or anybody, Lord, and, and we'll and we'll pass those along. We want to pray for you, and uh, we want you to pray for us. Will you join me as we bow before the Lord? Gracious Heavenly Father, what a beautiful day you've given us. How many blessings we have in our lives. Lord, help us to always count them. We sometimes are guilty, Lord, of just counting our problems and not counting our blessings. So thank you for all the good and perfect things that you give to us. We bow before you today realizing that we come bringing whatever baggage we have with us. We come to you just as we are. And sometimes that's burdened down with worries. And sometimes it's burdened down with regret. Father, heal us and forgive us, Lord, for where we have failed you, for the things that we wish we had done that we didn't do for the things we wish we hadn't done that we did, for all those attitudes, God, that you're still working on and you're still molding us, we yield ourselves to your loving hands. For the people that we love, that we know that are struggling right now, we lift them up to you. Sometimes it's us, God, that we're really struggling. We don't know how we can just keep going. But we pray, Lord, that you would give us your grace and your strength the power of the Holy Spirit to persevere and to go through because, Lord, we know that, that only through the struggle do we grow. And, God, we trust you in the areas of our lives, Lord, that are hard to let go of. We trust you for the people that we love that are in need right now. We trust you, Lord, even when we don't understand the, the things going on around us and the direction that we see our, our world going in. We trust you because we know that you are always good and that you always love us. And God, in the end, love wins and you have this perfect plan for us. We thank you for that. Teach us to pray, Lord, the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever 
Amen. Now it's your turn to sing. Number 548, the hymn of preparation. In Christ there is no east or west. Will you stand and sing with me?
blessing it is to to get up to preach after something that beautiful. I don't have to get everything right, Pastor Andy, because they've already been blessed by the choir. So uh, we are going to look at John chapter 15 today, verses 1 through 5. The words will be up there. Uh, also, just a reminder, there is an outline for you if you're here and um, at this interest and at that interest. If you're a note taker and you know who you are, then you might want one of these. If not, you can draw on the back of these and make your grocery list. So uh, if you're a doodler and you know who you are, you can do that. That's fine. Verses 1 through 5, John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser, vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I, and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I was a, a young man coming along trying to figure out what God's call on my life was and what God wanted me to do, I, I tried a lot of different things. I, I mostly I did farm work and, and all the things that you have to do to take care of cattle, building fences, that sort of things. I had restaurant jobs. I was a fry cook at one time at Sonic Drive-In and a busboy and dishwasher at Bonanza Steakhouse. Um, I worked at Fred's Dollar Store. Y'all remember Fred's Dollar Store? Worked at Fred's Dollar Store, stocking shelves and unloading trucks and all that kind of thing. I even sold vacuum cleaners door to door. Uh, I was terrible at it. <laughs> I was awful, but I did it. And so I worked a lot of different jobs and in some of those jobs, I, I would meet people that were just perfectly happy doing what they were doing, and, but I wasn't content because God was pulling me towards something else, and I wasn't ready to let go yet. And I, I, I remember thinking, God, is, is this going anywhere? You know, if, if I'm like climbing the ladder, so to speak, is, is the ladder even leaned against the right wall? I, I didn't know, where are you trying to take me, God? Um, so I don't know if you ever felt that way. Have you ever felt, what's the point of all this? Is, is this going anywhere? Um, that's the question that we're asking today. God, where do you want us to go? We've been looking at all month the integrity that we have of heart uh, about authentically being who we say we are. The first Sunday of, of 2022, we, we started out by saying, asking, who are we? Um, so I want to ask you once again, all month long, we've been saying our mission statements on the bottom of your worship bulletin on the very back. And I want you to say it out loud to me. If you're there at home, just say it out loud and, and let's say it together. The people of Gadsden First United Methodist Church changing lives by sharing Christ, making disciples, serving and giving hope. That's who we are. And is it helpful to remember who we are? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you know who you are, then you'll know what to do. 
So we remember who we are and we try to live that authentically. And then a couple of weeks ago, we, we asked God, what do you want us to become? Because all vision statements and mission statements are aspirational because we're still a work in progress, are we not? Um, and so God is making us something. Who do we want to become? And we went and we looked at Andrew and Philip's call um, Simon and Andrew's call when they were casting their nets into the sea and Jesus came up to them and said follow me and I will make you fish for people so that was the call 2,000 years ago 2,000 years later is still the call to follow Jesus and to fish for other followers to help produce other disciples then last week we looked at the question hey God what do you want us to do What's the main thing? If we're always supposed to keep the main thing, the main thing, what's the main thing? And we turn to the great commandment, the foundation on which we do what we do. And we've been looking at this in our adult confirmation class on Wednesdays. By the way, if you want to join us this, this coming Wednesday, we'd love to have you in our adult confirmation class, confirmation class for grown-ups. If you ever wondered why we have green uh, cloths on our altar, our green pyramids, and why I have a, a green stole on. Why, why do we change colors? We're going to look at that this Wednesday and talk about living the Christian year Methodist style. So come and join us. But we looked at where do we want to become, what do we want to become, and it all goes down to the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as what? i just making sure you're still awake out there, okay? That's what we want the people in this church to become. That's what we want to do is it all goes to the heart of what our mission is. Are we living into that with integrity? That's what we've been looking at all month. So as we are working, as we're proceeding, as we're seeing this come to, to shape, come into focus for us, then we're asking today, is there a point to all this? There is a direction that we're supposed to be going in, right? If, if we are climbing a ladder, so to speak, um, we want to know it's leaning against the right wall. If we're really serious about following Jesus, we got to know there is somewhere that God wants us to go. And I'm not just talking about heaven, okay? There's somewhere right now, today, that God is trying to take us. This God is trying to take our church. And I see this clearly spelled out for us in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. It helps me when I read a scripture like this to try to picture what's going on in my mind. And I, I, to me, I picture the upper room and Jesus gathering there with his disciples for this Passover meal. And I, I see them worried and arguing about which one of them is the greatest. And I, I hear Jesus telling them that this, this bread is his body broken for them and this cup is his blood shed for them. And then after supper, as they're still trying to take all of this in, I see Jesus get up and wrap a towel around his waist and get down on the floor and wash their feet. And he teaches them and he tells them that one of them is going to betray him. And they're shocked. Lord, who is, who's going to betray? Is it me? 
And then they, he tells Peter that Peter's going to deny him three times before the rooster ever crows. And Peter can't even comprehend. And they, and they leave that place. They leave the upper room. And I can see them headed toward the Garden of Gethsemane. And maybe as they're walking, they walk through a vineyard because the vineyards were all over the place. And maybe it was right there in a vineyard that Jesus took a cluster of grapes in his hand and he taught them, John chapter 15. God the Father is the vine dresser. I'm the vine, you're the branches. So I have four letters that I want to share with you this morning. Four letters that are going to help us know where we want to go. You can follow along the outline. The first letter is G, and it stands for God's goal. Because everything we do has to begin and end with God. And Jesus tells us in the first verse of John chapter 15 that God is the vine grower. God is the father. He's the vine grower, the, the husbandman, the, the vine dresser. We might say farmer. In other words, God is the one who is in charge. Whew. Doesn't that take a lot of pressure off of you to know that you're not the one in charge? God is the one who is sovereign, not us, not us. It's important to remember that, that God is in charge, but we can't separate that fact that God is in charge from the character of God and the nature of God because God is a loving parent and God wants the best for his children. So it, it's, it's not right for us to say when something terrible happens, oh, okay, well, God's in charge. I guess God wanted that to happen because God is love and God would never act unlovingly. So if it's not love, it's not God. God is just and God would never act unjustly. So if it's not just, it's not God. Because you see, we have freedom to act, don't we? God has a plan and a purpose for our lives and we have freedom to act but our freedom to act does not take away from the goodness of God's plan and the goodness of God's purpose for our lives. God wants the best for us, just like you would want the best for somebody that you love. And that's our vine dresser. Um, so what is God's plan for us? What does, what does a vine dresser want to grow? And this is common sense. This isn't a trick question. A vine dresser wants to grow the maximum number of the best grapes possible. Jesus said it this way in verse 8, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The vine dresser wants much fruit. That just makes sense. And that brings us to the second letter about where God wants us to go. And that R stands for right relationship. So the reason I'm kind of pounding on this is because I don't want us to get mixed up. Sometimes we think we're the ones in charge, right? We're the ones in control. It's not us. God is the vine dresser. If you, if you look at the vine dresser, there's this big tree trunky thing that comes up out of the ground. That's the vine. We're not the vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine. So the vine is the source of all of the water and all of the nutrients that the branches need in order to, to live and to grow and to bear fruit. That is Christ our Lord. Jesus is the vine. We're not the vine. What our relationship to the vine dresser is and what our relationship to the vine is, is that we are the branches. And our job is not to make decisions for the vineyard. 
Our job is not to be the source of, of life and, and nutrients. Our job is to bear fruit and thereby to glorify God the Father. To put a smile on the vine dresser's face is our job. So we don't have that many vineyards around here. Maybe you have one at home. There's one in our neighborhood. Maybe you've traveled to, to vineyards. It's, it's a, there, there's a, you can even take tr whole trips that go from vineyard to vineyard. And maybe some of you have been there. Um, but when, when I look and I see a beautiful vineyard or I look and I see a beautiful garden, there's one, I'm, I'm not a, a green thumb person, but there's one thing I do know. I know that a beautiful vineyard and a beautiful garden don't just happen. It takes somebody with care to, to treat that um, vineyard or that garden the way it needs to be treated in order to produce what we want to happen with that garden. So it doesn't happen. And you wanna guess what else doesn't happen? Maximum fruitfulness in our lives doesn't just happen either. When I was going to, uh, to college, I, I took a class that I had to take because of my minor. I didn't really want to take it, but I had to take it. It was uh, piano. Now, I am married to uh, a pianist and I love beautiful piano music and everything but I hate playing the piano. It goes all the way back to a childhood bad experience with my first piano teacher. Uh, so I didn't want to take this class. And so therefore, I did not practice. And my teacher would say, um, you know, you got, you got to practice. And I would think, uh, you know, I could probably fool her. I couldn't. And she asked me one time, well, you know, what do you want to? Well, I, want, I really want to get better at the piano, but I didn't practice. I was talking out of both sides of my mouth. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, because I wasn't willing to put in the time to become a better. It's the same way if I said, you know, I really would like, I'd, I'd really like to lose some weight. And the whole time I'm saying that, I've got a, a cinnamon roll in each hand. And I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, you see. And it's the same way if we say, you know, I really want to grow in my faith and I really want to have maximum fruit in my life. And then we don't open ourselves up to the opportunities that we have. We're talking out of both sides of our mouths. O stands for our openness. Would you be willing to open up your life to the loving care of the vine dresser? because that's what it takes. See, some, in some vineyards, some branches don't bear fruit at all. They're consistently fruitless. In our lives, some, uh, some of our lives don't bear any fruit at all. It's just, you know, we can't help growing older, but it takes a little work to mature as you grow older, right? And some of our, our lives are consistently fruitless. So, uh, philosopher Will Durant put it like this, we are what we repeatedly do. We are what we repeatedly do. So if we, if we don't like the fruit that's coming out of our lives, then, then what we need to look at is what are we repeatedly doing? So God helps us out. What does the vine dresser do 
for a branch that is consistently fruitless. In verse 2, Jesus said he removes it. Now, I used to think that just means that the vine dresser just lopped it off. But I think a better way to look at that is that really a better translation of that would, would be that the vine dresser takes it up. I don't think it means that the vine dresser cuts it off because it's, it's too valuable for number one. And number two, the, the Greek word that's used in John 15 too, every other place it's used in the Bible, it doesn't mean to cut off. It means to, to take up. For instance, in the word used in Matthew 14, when Jesus fed the 5,000, it says that they took up 12 baskets of leftovers. It's the same word. There's a little book that I, I read that I really like called The Secrets of the Vine by Bruce Wilkinson. He's the, he's the guy that wrote The Prayer of Jabez. You remember that little book? Any of y'all ever remember that years ago? So in there, he talks about uh, owner of a vineyard and asking that owner of a vineyard, how does the vine and the branches work? And, and he learned that branches have a natural tendency just to droop down on the ground. If you just leave them alone, they'll just droop down on the ground, which would be okay, except when they droop down on the ground,